everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, a very good friend, is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to <laughs> not the VHS yeah, Transfestival, to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We're covering Married <laughs> at First Sight UK season, uh, what season is it? Season 8, episodes 25 through to 28. Sorry, Chris, I've got VHS on the brain. Chris, where would you like to start today? You know how bad that is that we know of each other. <laughs> you didn't even say the V. It was the way your voice changed at the end. I thought, he's going to say VHS there. That you is know, bad. Full <laughs> disclosure, right? I've just been editing the VHS podcast. So I'm <laughs> just slightly in VHS mode and hadn't recalibrated my mind. But give me give me a, a 30 seconds and I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> Are you sure, naughty, Dave? Yeah, it? <laughs> Stop boasting, Dave. Thirty seconds. Right, anyway, um, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was I was going to be lewd then and do the old, uh, you know, where you grab your cheek and do the <laughs> what cheek though? Dave? Do the sound, yeah. <laughs> do the squidgy sound. But anyway, Dave, this sounds terrible. Cheek <laughs> squidgy, right? Let's move on. Um, (laughs) um, Let's start with um, something that is a bit squidgy, Dave. That's George's arse, Dave, when he's squatting. So, Peggy and George this week, um, what is going on with Peggy? Like, I think because she's lived at home and she's supposedly had this sheltered life that she said in the original VT, and this thing with George, and I questioned it last week. I was proven wrong. You, You got the Twitch page up you were completely right i do think that video was made for maths but i do think in the context of what he does on twitch streaming and gaming that's his community the baguette thing and it is it's genuinely as you can see it on his channel so fair enough but i think it's just absolutely nothing and what i don't like dave is her wording a direction i think she's really like she's trying to mold george into something that he's not and he's not the guy for her but i must admit dave as the week went on and she realized he had a bit of cash oh yeah Oh, house. Yeah, but I just think she's not going to get out of him what she wants. And I just think what she's doing and the way she goes at him, her, her, the way she vocalizes that and words, it's just wrong, completely wrong. It's almost gaslighting, I suppose, in some respects, but I just do not like her at all. I don't know if it's gaslighting, but it's definitely, there's some kind of manipulation going on there, isn't there? Yeah. There's, there's making George just plain feel like he's not good enough. You know, and George has to be perfect for her, for him to be good enough. And you know what? From the first episode when we met George and Peggy, I, I was kind of more on the side that, you know, George is a complete dick, isn't he? What was it he was saying? It was like, show me them titties or something yeah, like yeah. that. Them cannons and whatever he gets saying. It's like, God, this, this guy's a proper man child and, you know, an absolute knob at that. But as the weeks have gone on, I found myself kind of warming to him a little bit more. Mm. And I I found it cynical as fuck, Chris, when Peggy suddenly sees his house. It's nice house that he's got there. And she's like, oh, maybe I'm interested in George. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck off. And then, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, it's not too bad. And now, now that I've seen all his gaming station and everything, oh, I, I think I, you know, might give him a ham shandy later on. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which he did, I think. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck off. They just, you know, but then he says something. Again, the communication is just way off between these two, isn't it? Because 
she's asking him this question about, you know, well, when are you doing your gaming? Now, Chris, obviously, you're a gamer, so, you know, and I I play, but I wouldn't class myself as, uh, as a gamer as such. But George, because he's streaming it, he actually has a revenue stream from this. Yes. So he's making money from it. And he's... For me, doing the right thing, he's sort of setting the boundaries. He's saying, yeah, I'm doing uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or whatever. And then she instantly puts a challenge out there. Well, what if I want to do something on a Friday or something like that? Well, I, I can't let my friends down. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking with you, George. And and fair play for you not not to say something like, yeah, I'll game whenever I fucking want. You know, I'll, I'll do what I want. You know, he's not said that, has he? He's got structured times. He knows when he's going to be streaming. He knows he's going to get a few baguettes, put a few squats in. And then, you know, she's just like completely just twisting it all. And then the next minute, he's back in shit corner, isn't he? And not good enough again. And I just... I really dislike the way she's treated George the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, you could see a different George when he spent the time with Adrian, couldn't you? No, exactly. And, and they, they had a nice connection, didn't they? Mm. You know, like, obviously, Matt, you know, Matt's a, he's a, he's a Hulk of a guy. And then he's someone who, who does do the squats, Dave, and he does that little bit of a workout with Peggy. I don't think he let, he let himself down there, the personality side, Matt. Then he was literally all muscles and nothing else at one point. But also... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you give her an understanding, Peggy, an understanding of like George's personality. You know, like the guy actually, he, he, he is a nice guy. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know what's happened. I thought he was a complete knobhead at the start. But as this has gone on, and maybe it was a nervous energy or like, like proper carry on fucking nurse, the doctors or whatever thing. But <laughs> he has come across that. And I think what happens is because she's been so wicked to him at times and unreasonable and uncompromising. That us as the audience have got actually, it's not actually doing anything wrong, really. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's a job. He's earning a bit of cash off it. He likes the attention. He won't be on a TV show like this if he wasn't a bit of an extrovert. That's it. But every time she speaks, he's seen even at the, like the commitment ceremony and all that. And I didn't like the phrasing of the fucking experts, Dave, because they sort of backed yeah. Peggy. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is bullshit. This is the prime example of Gen. Of you absolute charlatans not watching what's going on in the background, a la Dave Horrocks and Paul fucking whatever he's called on Twitter, because you were correct <laughs> what you said. Why don't you have a, a wider picture of what's going on instead of just watching a brief fucking, you know, beef dinner party and then judging it on that? It's absolute nonsense. So they seem to validate everything she was saying, and that's just made it worse. And he seems shrinking in himself yeah. when he sat there. And he got upset this week as well, didn't he? Mm. So, look, I never thought I'd be in this situation at all, but I genuinely felt sorry for him. I think she's not right for him. He's not right for her. But look, they're going to stay in this for the rest of the show, let's be honest. They're going to stay here till like, the end, basically. Yeah. But what, what would you say Peggy is actually after? Because, I mean, Matt, he's a bit of a boring bastard, isn't he? Um, yeah. let, let's face it, absolute beefy guy, you know, wouldn't want to say it to his face. <laughs> Just pick me up and put, him, put me in his pocket. Um, but that fucking thing that he, he said, was it this week or was it last week? I'm getting a bit muddled in my head, you know, where Adrian's saying, so have you got any funny stories, you know, any funny oh gym my stories? Oh, <laughs> going on about? 
Oh, yeah. This person came out of 50s and they fell on me or something like I fell back off the chair and that was the, the end. It was just like, all right, great. Marvellous. Fucking brilliant. I mean, just, and, and well played editors for, I mean, he, he might have said some other funny or semi-funny things, uh, but, you know, he's he's just coming across as basically he probably just goes to work, goes to the gym and then that's it. That, that, is, that is Matt. But, you know, so Peggy's not interested in that, but so she wants someone like kind of like George, but not without all the you know not the stuff she doesn't approve of you know, and she wants all her friends to kind of uh, like him as well. I, I still maintain I I don't quite know how that happened. Where she sort of turned she she has almost gaslit the group to think oh George is the the center of all the problems and uh, you know everyone fucking loves me. I know, yeah, because she's going, I've never gone out with someone who uh, my friends or anyone doesn't like. And I'm like, nobody yeah. fucking liked you either who's watching it. So you're actually quite good together. If they don't like you, us as the audience certainly don't like your behavior. So <laughs> what? she's a narcissist, Dave, isn't she? She absolutely yeah. loves herself. Like, it really is a strange dynamic. And maybe that's why she's single. Like you say, what is she actually looking for? She's looking for something that she's never going to find, I think. At the moment, anyway, she needs to set, she needs to, tape of that expectation or whatever barrier she puts up to, to ruin relationships because it does feel as if she's self-sabotaging the relationship she's been in. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I Like I say, genuinely perplexed. Out of all the other husbands, you know, is there someone there that you would think, oh, yeah, could go well with, with Peggy, they would? I, I can't think of anyone. No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Dave. Now, now, and obviously, we've talked about it through the show. So let's get on to Dave. Luke and Jordan to start with, but I do want to talk about Erica. So we knew weeks ago there was something that happened between, and Luke had been, you know, unfortunately, spoilers were out there. Luke had been booted off the show. But he wasn't necessarily booted off when we found out. I was waiting, like, I've been waiting for nearly two weeks for this episode. So obviously, <laughs> you know, Luke, I'm not buying that he wasn't ill, Dave, that he was ill. And he left yeah. Paul Jay there. You know, to get a bit of an interrogation, he'd said some really inappropriate things, Annie, about, you know, I, th- I mean, it was a fucking David Brent analogy at the best one in what he was saying. Well, basically, he was saying, <laughs> I'm going to cheat. If it's there on yeah. a plate, I'm going to do it. And then you could see he was worming his way out of it. I, I meant, no, actually, what I meant was, and I'm looking at his eyes, look at his body language, and I'm like, you've been rumbled, son. You have yeah. absolutely been rumbled. You've been acting, as Mr. Horrocks would say, Bertie Big Bollocks, because I'm going to use that later as well, Dave, so I'm nicking your phrase. But he was acting the big in when he's out with the boys, having a drink. And I think he got caught out, and he's never liked Jordan from the start, and even Erica, and it just culminated in probably the worst fucking fight I've ever seen, Dave. I mean, I'm glad nobody was hurt, but it wasn't this Royal Rumble we were expecting. It was more of a <laughs> pushing and shoving. But he did, he was forceful, smacking on the door. Thing was, oh, Dave, he spats on the door. Bit of coincidence, the cameraman was in there as the door got smacked <laughs> yeah. on. There wasn't, you know, I did see the cameraman inside the apartment as that happened. Yeah. It wasn't like he's banged on the door and then they've opened it and then it's kicked off. No, they panned to George and fucking, uh, Jordan and Erica. They're like, who's at the door? Oh, it's like, fuck <laughs> off. So I don't know whether it was like, you're going to get booted off. Let's just go with this. But it wasn't what I expect. I know the producers stepped in, but he can't be doing stuff like that. I'm not condoning that. However, it was just a strange, strange dynamic, that whole instance. What did you think of it, Dave? I know I've waffled on a bit there, but I just found the whole thing just a little bit too set up, I think, in point. <laughs> 
Yeah, it wasn't exactly Tyson Fury, was it? It, it was more oh, like yeah. uh, it was more like Hugh Grant and Colin Firth in uh, Bridget Jones's <laughs> Diary. <laughs> Good one, yeah, like that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I noticed the same thing as well that the camera crew were already in Jordan and Erica's room, and I'm like, well, we know you're not there all the time, so you know, and it looks like oh, someone at the door. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't quite know. I mean, it it didn't look staged as such, you know, the way it went, but yeah, it was a, it was a bit of handbags, really, wasn't it? There's nothing really to it at all. But yeah, I mean, Luke, I think it ended up in the right place. But I think what you saw was quite interesting. So you saw that Luke immediately goes into gaslighted mode. You know, and yeah. and Jay, uh, I was going to say to be fair, but that's completely the wrong f- phrase. Whatever the opposite to that is, she just fucking swallows it hook, line and sinker. And I think she's got actually no problem with lo- what Luke did because she's convinced then that, you know, Jordan's just tried to sabotage her her uh, relationship. Now, I yeah. don't quite know. It wasn't just Jordan. And there is this weird group dynamic with Jordan, right, that I think everyone just seems to fucking hate him. But whatever, whatever he says on screen, he's like fucking Jiminy Cricket. He's like... He actually just seems to call out the bullshit. Maybe that's why they don't like him. I don't know. But, you know, he, he see, people seem to dislike him more, you know, than, than I feel is justified. And so I, I think it, personally, I feel like it went the right way. Uh, I don't think that he should have got the opportunity to sit on the sofa and say anything, you know, and make his apology. It should have been like, uh, what's his name? Is it Brad? Brad and Shona, was it? Uh, just like a side conversation yes, and just, yes. yeah, just Sorry, yes. yeah, yeah, boot them off. I thought it was going to go that way, but yeah, just like I say, ended up in the right decision, but I, I kind of feel like the group, a lot of the group still kind of blame Jordan for this. I, I feel like the group didn't, Luke never took any responsibility for it. Said, I'm sorry no, for doing that. Everyone. Yeah, but sorry for doing that. But you know the old butt sandwich. So uh, you know he, he just didn't take ownership of it. So yeah, I'm glad he's gone. I said he was a fake nice guy weeks ago. I, I think he's just a dick and, and needed to go. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I got it wrong, didn't I? I called it from the start. That I thought he was a good guy, but I got called out and I was proven wrong, Dave. Again, that's two defeats for the radar at the moment. I think the radar's batteries are not working. Um, but no, and I think you're right. That was the right decision. You can't condone that, and it's done. See you later. Um, one of the couples, David, and I think it's been interesting this week because we've seen a little bit of cracks in their relationship is Paul and Tasha. Now, I don't know what – they've not filmed a lot mm. of them as a couple. It's mainly been Tasha and Erica logheads, and I think they've both been as childish as each other. Initially, I thought it was more Tasha, but I don't. I think Erica's an absolute villain, David, and we'll talk about it later. But – I think Tasha's quite childish at times. So Paul called her out, didn't he, and on her behaviour and mm. the arguments he'd had. And look, she's when she's with the experts, she does say, like, you know, great guy, I'm really happy. They look like they're, they're in love. And maybe it's a genuine relationship. It seemed that at the start. But as this has gone on, and it might be her age, because uh, I know she's quite young, but maybe it's just that. But at times, her reaction, I mean, she's got some great, like, resting bitch face, Dave. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Her, she has not got a poker face. I love watching it when she's not happy because she's like, oh, you're going to absolutely start saying something to somebody. <laughs> so 
I do like that because with this show, we need characters like Tasha. But I just think Paul seems like such a nice guy. Maybe it's the yin and yang thing when behind closed doors they work. But when I see them together, it seems to me he's putting everything in and she isn't at times and she's reacting quite silly yeah. with him. I, I I think you're right. I think she just comes across childish. Definitely does not have control of her tempo. We saw a little bit, didn't we, with the Erica thing where she's like, yeah, I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I just wish we'd have been able to see what actually happened on camera because it seemed to me that Paul was quite rocked by it. And yes. she was very remorseful. Chris, it, it, it came across like a bit of an abusive relationship. And I, I was thinking, well, this is what happened with Brad and Shona. Yeah. But because yeah, it's. I agree. Because it's a woman being like over the top, it's, that, that's okay. Yeah. I. I, I uh... I don't know why they've done that or why they've edited that out or what the context of it was. It was difficult to, to make a judgment on it because obviously she was on the back foot from then. It may not have been as bad, but it did look to me, I agree, it did look like there was more to it than what we were seeing. And it, and it didn't feel like it was a one-off. It felt like she's had to apologise a couple of times yeah. in their relationship. And he's quite laid back and chilled. And I think that's probably, she's got away with it and he's just got to a point and gone, you know what, I'm off. Let's see. Let's hope it helps. Do you not find a a choice of words fascinating, though? Because she's saying, like, that will never happen again. She's not saying, I won't speak to you like that again, or, you know, I won't raise my voice. I won't won't do this. She's talking about that will never happen again. You know what I mean? It it just feels like more than just, oh, she's shouted at him or something. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, Dave, we're never going to bloody know, are we? Unless unless it unravels and there is more to it. But I agree with that. I do agree. That's a couple I'm I'm really keeping an eye on as we watch the show. I know a lot of it's premeditated and and bollocks, but that does feel more real than some of the other stuff we've been fed this series with them two. Yeah. You know, the other couples, I mean, not them two, but them two. And then, obviously, Dave... We get to the uh, the dinner party and we lose your friend from Turkey, don't we? Sean and Mark um, <laughs> gone. Their relationship's been on thin ice anyway. And Sean's just like, look, I've got to be selfish. And I think that's the right way to do it. You can't string poor Mark along. You know, Mark, what's this relationship? It's interesting considering how Mark perceived Sean at the start. You know, he, he was basically doing the old Morag. Well, that's not why. Or did he? I want to pay three fifty in the catalogue, not three two five. You know, so. It was a massive swing. It seemed to be Sean was doing all the legwork and Mark was sort of like, you know, I know he basically Mark wanted everyone to look after him. He didn't, he didn't want to work. He didn't want to cook. He didn't want to clean. <laughs> he didn't want to do anything. Did he? he just wanted to be kept. So it seemed that he really got, got into Sean, really liked Sean. He was really hurt. But I think that's the right way to do it. Sean's like, look, I've just got to go. You know, it's not working. That's it. Do you think it's the right way to do it? Because it seemed to me that Sean was talking to the camera. He was talking to the group about all of his uncertainties and the, uh, all of this. There was there was one person missing out of those conversations, <laughs> right? He's having all of these doubts. I, I have to question, what the hell's going on? I mean, I, I, I did wonder. I thought, have you got someone on the outside or something? Or have you just split up with someone just before the show conveniently? And then you're like, oh, I thought I could handle this, you know, being away from them for that long. There's, there's something going on, wasn't there? Because it just, it went off the edge of a cliff very, very quickly. But he never, he never actually had a fucking conversation with Mark to say, look, you know, there are, there are certain things, you know, that 
that I'm just having doubts about. Until he basically dumped him at the dinner party. So I don't, I don't think he's quite gone about it the right way. However, what I would say is he's not like the, you know, 95% of them who, who will stay on the show no matter what, clinging on with their fingernails. Like, I need that TV screen time. Um, so he was just like, no, I, I've had enough. I'm off. Yeah. Well, maybe, look, you could be right. Look, they're all there for their own reasons, aren't they, Dave? We've had this before where people get really upset. It's like, well, you've got on a TV dating show. You're more probably into the fame if you get someone afterwards, realistically. So, yeah, you could be right, Dave. Look, they've all got an agenda at the end of the day, haven't they? They'll go to an opening of a fucking letter after this. So they'll be on everything trying to keep that sort of relevance to their little bit of fame. Yeah. So I agree. You could be right. You could be right. But, Dave, I tell you what. And it was, the effects were added in because there's no way no one known. But there was a, um, well, there was, there was eggs on the agenda, <laughs> wasn't there, at this in the party? <laughs> and they weren't poached, they weren't scrambled, but they were vibrating, my friends. And I thought it was brilliant. You, you know what? I mean, I, honestly, Chris, I, th- I think 80 to 90% of the contestants on this, without doing the matter, I, I just don't like any of them. However... Ros and Thomas are just seemingly having the best time. <laughs> yeah, just the sex as well. It's so uh, sort of heartwarming to see. Well, lots of warming things. Uh, heartwarming to see them just just have fun with it, you know. And considering, like, he wouldn't even give her a hug at the start, you know, because she was a stranger. Now he's flicking the app, sort of thing to. I don't know, whatever. Does it remote control the egg or whatever it does? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know, Dave. You explain more. I, I don't know. know. It's not here. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just. Are free range? Or... <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, Chris. Price of eggs has really gone up this last few months. Tell you. Yeah. Price of eggs, price of cheese. Fucking hell. But um, not these types of eggs, obviously. I don't know what's happened to the price of those. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Digging, Dave. It was, it was, yeah. I'll just carry on digging away. No, it was, it was great, wasn't it? Just to see them having fun there. I did not think they would show it, and definitely the the sound effects were added on. I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless it, fucking hell, unless it was on the top setting and it's everyone else around the dinner table could hear it like a pneumatic drill or something. <laughs> <laughs> we're loving it all them two, aren't they? Yeah, we're fucking loving it. It was funny because. She was saying once you like it's like that the whole sex stuff it's opened his eyes, hasn't it, Dave? Like he's like he's like living, he's like a little like, oh, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? So I, I I liked it. I like the fact she was leaning forward, she's like like laughing uncontrollably. Nobody picks up on it. Nobody's like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so um no, but that that was a bit of it, it sounds silly, but that's a bit of light relief so, like on the episode. Because I do want to talk, Dave, about Erica and Jordan. Mm. So obviously, they were united front against Luke and Jay. We get to like the dinner party, and all of a sudden, Laura again. See, Laura's done this a few with a few people. Mm. It's a little bit shit stirring, and Erica just completely flips, and she's having a go at Jordan in front of everyone. He's just sat there like I, I don't know what's going on. I, like I say, I'm not trying to say he's completely innocent because I don't even get time to evoke. I, I can actually. Um, I can agree with this because I do this, but he vocalizes himself sometimes without thinking, engaging his brain. Yeah. And some of the things he has said have been, really have been cutting and he deserves to be pulled up. But 
in this context, it just felt like Erica was like, right, this is my chance now. And she was using words like, you know, you don't validate me. So really strong words that when used correctly and, and, and when they mean and um, are said properly, if he's not doing that with her, then she should pull him up. However, I don't believe it. I just believe she backed him into a corner and it was all about her. And this whole last two episodes of the week were just her just having a go about him, pulling him to pieces. There will definitely be reasoning behind what she's saying. I, I'm not discrediting that at all. And as a man, I don't want to discredit it and just be, oh, you're sticking up for all the guys because it's not. But I just don't believe what she was saying, Dave. She was using all the correct wording, but I don't think if you sat her down and said, so what are you actually trying, what did that mean by Valet? Explain, she couldn't explain it. She was just basically, he was just sat there like, I ain't got a fucking clue what's going on. And I, I don't know, it's a difficult thing and I'm not trying to be, you know, stick up for the guys all the time because I'm not. But with her, I don't believe any of it. And when she meets her friends, because I want to talk about that, that was nonsense. One thing I'd say, Chris, she's in the right fucking career, isn't she, with drama? Fuck me. Yes. She loves the fucking drama. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack there. Laura, I'm sure we'll come back to in a bit. But yes. Laura kicked all this off with her big, massive, shit-stirring spoon, intentionally going in there to manipulate uh, Erica to, to make her feel this rage, you know, that she hadn't felt before. But Laura was helping her see that she was deprived of this opportunity because everyone else had such a great time. And what a shithouse for, uh, for Jordan to do that. She'd done that because she didn't like, in the previous dinner party, the fact that Jordan was calling her out for talking to Arthur in a condescending way. She really didn't like yes. that. And she's held it against him, and now it's come back. You know, she's kind of getting her own back, you know, sharpening the knives and throwing a fucking grenade into the middle of that relationship. Look, there's something a bit uncomfortable about all of this, right? Because, so Channel 4 is supposed to have this duty of care, right? And we know we sort of scoff at that a bit because clearly, you know, they they just do what they want. And, you know, if someone's really at breaking point, maybe they'll, you know, let them off for a day, have a day off or something and then come back in. It, it's all a bit of bollocks, really, because if you look at Jordan and some of his mannerisms and stuff, and they, they've called out the OCD, but I think there's a lot more going on there. Now, he's just yes. being attacked. Now, we've joked. It's not like he's been properly beaten up, but he's been manhandled by Luke, who, to be fair, didn't quite realize how tall he was until he was stood over no, Jordan. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, he's, he's actually quite big, isn't he? Um, so he's been manhandled in his own sort of safe space. You know what? I can very much understand that if someone, just any person, would feel a bit shaken by that for, you know, I don't know, days, weeks, whatever. Someone who's got a bit of a, a mental health issue, then you don't know, do you? You just what impact that has. And I thought Erica, at first, did a great job. She was supportive of him. He was like, no, no, I'm not doing this. You know, Erica was right behind him. The next minute, on a fucking dime, she switches to Jordan's the fucking arsehole depriving me of everything. And I, yeah. I was just like, fucking hell, I don't understand how that happens. And when those two are arguing, I, I just, I'm baffled, Chris, about what are they actually arguing about? It, it, it just seems like 
they throw words like you say about, oh, you got to validate me. What the fuck do you mean? What do you want? What do you actually want me to do? <laughs> I don't know. And so, yeah, I, I think Erica came off horribly in this uh, this week, Chris. And then, you know, when she's going to her mates, fucking hell, I felt so sorry for Jordan. It's just like, she's, she's sat there. She's got no, she's got a fucking resting bitch face as well. You know, she's just sat there like a bulldog chewing on a wasp, like fucking waiting for him to say something wrong. And he's there with her two mates and everything, feeling ganged up on. And then probably thinks, you know, he'll get some emotional support from the mother. And the mother seems to start wading in as well and backing up Erica. I'm like, are are we missing something with Jordan that isn't shown on camera, but, you know, is shown off massively off camera but i did not like the way the mother was completely backing up what erica was saying when i thought what erica was saying was was nonsense yeah and, and you know what i agree i completely agree and, and I also what i would say is it's weird in it because you get these things with the families or whoever but one of the partners doesn't get their family involved mm. and it seemed to be erica with her friends who are all agreeing with her. And we've talked about this in the past, time. we? We talked about that Micah on Love is Blind where her friends were even worse than she was and they just validated her bad behaviour completely, didn't they? They were just like, yeah, it's fine. You, I was just one of her friends. It was awful. Same thing. The partner ends up like with him and they're just tearing strips off him. They're tearing strips off Jordan. It's wrong, Dave. And I think it was even worse with Laura, but I, I don't understand why they put me in that situation because it's not like Jordan could then go with his friends and do that to Erica because that would be a completely different story. And I think it would be for Laura. So I don't think either should be put in that situation, if I'm being honest. That shouldn't be there. Maybe the families, but not the friends. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, Chris, I just don't like Erica at all. I, I'd say that, you know, the, the whole thing with the hands, maybe that's why she uses abstract words to fill it in with the hand gestures. But, yeah, just utterly self-centered. Because the only way she was seeing this was, well, Jordan has deprived me of my opportunity she's she's just literally all of the language that she's using it's all about her and you know what it means to her and she's not she's not looking out for jordan at all apart from that brief moment right after you know he's having a, a partial meltdown at the idea of of going out of his safe space or whatever apart from that moment yeah completely self-centered yeah, and, and and I think as well, Dave, what I didn't like with Erica and, and not necessarily Laura, because it was Laura, but with Erica, once she got a bit of backup like she did in the, the ceremony and stuff, the dinner party, she can, her, her personality changed. She seemed to be like like she wanted to get all this stuff off her chest, but I don't know whether she felt she couldn't. Maybe she doesn't. she's not confident when she's around Jordan. So I don't know. I don't know. But these are definitely different people. And for me, she just loved the attention. It's all about the attention. I yeah. Think. I mean, there's the attention, but I think she communicates a lot more poorly than I think she thinks she does. I think she thinks she's a great communicator, but she's really not. Like I say, she's just being abstract, and then she gets really frustrated, really angry really quickly, doesn't she, uh, Jordan? And to be fair, I mean, Jordan does as well. But we've spoken about his kind of mental health issues. I'm not excusing him at all, but... You know, you think of that love-hate week the other week, you know, she was just getting really angry. And, like, when Jordan's saying about this is how you make me feel, she's flipping it around and it's all about him. 
you know, and she's not actually listening. So, yeah, I, she's uh, this one is another relationship on the bonfire, Chris. I agree, Dave. And 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 to be fair, you were saying about like Arsenal Friends of the Week awards. I think Laura's friends get them probably some of the worst we've ever seen in maths or Love is Blind or anything because Laura and Arthur have been getting on pretty well, haven't they? You know, they find a few things out Arthur said about him telling white lies. He's been quite honest about it. Obviously, we know where she's from, a stock and all this stuff. She keeps going on about it. But I didn't think of Friends would be worse than what she was initially. And she seems to fall as it's gone on. I've actually warned her, but she's quite a nice person in places. Oh, that all came crashing down <laughs> for me, Dave, because her friends, especially the, the Browner girl, she was fucking awful. And he was slagging out. He was selfish, Arthur. I was to talk about himself. I'm like, are you actually for real? They make Micah's friends on Love is Blind look like really nice mm. people. I just... I thought she was way off. I don't know what Laura's been feeding her, but poor Arthur just sat there and just let him tear strips off her. And then he'd had enough, didn't he? He's like, oh, it's absolute nonsense all. I was really felt sorry for him. Oh, where to start with this one? Well, first first of all, I'd say we probably have a little bit of a recency bias with the, the comparison to Mika's friends because I just remember them being utterly horrible. <laughs> they, I don't. Yeah. I, I think they were on par. It's just we've obviously seen this one more recently. I think the, you know, the the Laura straight from the off came across quite horribly, didn't she? But then she yeah. she seemed to become a little bit nicer, and I I think part of it is I just feel like she's kind of playing us, playing the camera and everything. I I think it's still there. You know, there's a huge difference here. Because I'm not going to go all in to defend Arthur because I think he fucks up sometimes as well. He says some stupid shit, really. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, agree. I, I feel I feel it difficult to go in all on on, on defending him. But how many times has Laura, you know, come under a bit of criticism at the dinner party, and Arthur is right there defending her? You know, saying how great she is and everything. <laughs> Whereas, you know, when her friends are fucking laying in there to Arthur, giving him a grilling, say, oh, well, you said this, you said, ah, you didn't say we. Oh, my God. And and it's not even what they say. They look at him like he's a piece of shit. They look at him like he's just fucking rocked up off shameless or something like that. And that, like, he's daring to encroach on their kind of, on their ground in this fucking cocktail bar or something, you know, with the fucking Chorlton and the wheelies fucking balloon lips. Like, you know, it just, <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous to me. And, and so, yeah, utterly horrible fucking villains of the week for me. And I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked, I don't know how other people see that whole interaction, but yeah, I, I just thought they can fuck right off. And Laura did not do a fucking thing to defend Arthur at all. And like I say, Arthur does say some stupid shit as well. But in, in certain moments there, I could understand why he's getting agitated. Because he ju- he's just sat there. He's getting no backup, no defense from Laura at all. And just... F- plainly feeling attacked and it's not like he's met these people for the first time this is the third time of meeting them and he's just fucking had enough so yeah i I think he could have said some things better for sure and definitely more in arthur's court than uh laura's but uh yeah he could have done better as well unbelievable but dave 
Absolutely perfect. So I think I think we've only got a week and a bit left of maths. So uh, we've got definitely got a full week of it next week, and then I'm sure we go into the final bit and the re- the reunion is going to be interesting, Dave. So that's going to be a good <laughs> uh, a good <laughs> a good get together. I should say we'll find out who is actually real and who is not. So I think probably most of them aren't real. Well, there you go. But anything else, Dave? Before we go, no. I think uh, it looks like. Thomas and Roz might hit a bit of a, a bumpy ground next week. I think, uh, you know, let's let's see how that goes. It seems like, you know, probably just a bit of commun- miscommunication. Maybe Roz is thinking, uh, you know, oh, Thomas, like he's ready to go straight in for kids now or something like that. But I, I, hopefully they will make it out. All the other couples, Chris, can go fuck themselves. I just don't, <laughs> don't care for yes. any of them. <laughs> I, see, you know, I tell you, one thing, I, one other thing I do want to call out is I, I kind of, at the dinner party, when Adrian is sort of pouring her heart out about how things are just not right, and Matt is like, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> the most spectacular moment of non-listening uh since you know me and you last week probably but you know <laughs> but i don't think i've ever seen that before when you know he doesn't even take a moment he has just literally heard the words but not strung the words together and understood them in a sentence. I, I just thought that was uh, pretty spectacular. And I think Adrian is completely out. I think, you know, I tell you, uh, you know, the thing is, Chris, what did Adrian ask for? Someone who's fucking tall and he's still fucking tall, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. He's the epitome of muscles and fuck all else, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah. He's not showing anything. Yeah, no, you know they, I mean? they haven't got a chance, have they? No, no, and I thought they did. But anyway, but no, good stuff, mate. And thank you to everyone, as always. Please, guys, if you get a chance, drop us a review on the podcast. Get over to your podcast catching up. Drop us a review. It helps us get up there in the charts. Uh, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. Better follow us on social media at cdrealitycast. And as always, go over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. Come and join us over there, guys. All the episode links are on there. If you're outside the UK, then there's always a link to the shows, maths and everything that we're covering at the moment. So a big thank you for that. Uh, please go over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to support us. We have dropped uh, to our Patreons. We did do the first episode of Love Island Australia as well. We're not saying we're going to cover it. We just we, we said we'll keep it in and as we, we'll, we will watch, but we're not saying we're going to cover it. No daily, daily podcast. <laughs> well, that's for you guys as well. So thank you. And there's a Big Brother one on there as well, Big Brother UK. Uh, so if you do want to do that, please go over there again. cdrealitycast. Uh, no, it's not. It's patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. Chris, you say it every episode. You can but anyway, the roll call of honour, uh, a massive thank you, is Kent Gustafson, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Hennessy, Susan, Dee Katie, Libby, Joanne, Noreen, Chloe, Dee Keith, Helen, Gillian, Zoe, Maggie, Katie, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, Nicola, Helen, Larissa, Amanda, Kim, Caroline, Danielle and Nick. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Amazing. And that list is getting even bigger. So thank you so much. That's amazing, mate. And I'm just looking at your handle there. So we have, haven't discussed one couple. Oh, <laughs> Ella and JJ. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, you know, they haven't sealed the deal. They haven't actually slept together yet. What do you reckon is going on there? I think that JJ's playing Ella. Mm. I think Ella, as much as like I didn't like the way this all came about, we all—I still say it was all made up from the start. 
I will be interested on the reunion if they're together, Dave. They do look sweet when they went off separately and that, and Ella came back, you know, she was jumped on at JJ and everything. But I don't know, Dave, it's just something, because I think the whole thing's been created by the producers at the start. We want the storyline and blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure. I think Ella's in on JJ and he's not in on Ella mm. at the moment. I just think he's playing her, which I think is going to, unfortunately, from what Ella said, she met her grandmother and everything. I think, unfortunately, that's the story of quite a few of her relationships, unfortunately. For her. Mm. So I hope that she, they do seal the deal as such and that I'm proven wrong and that they're together. And then at least everything that's happened, whether I, I believe it's true or not, will be validated because they are actually a genuine couple. How did we get to this point in our lives, Chris, where we're... We're talking know. and chatting and hoping that uh, basically a couple just bone in the next week. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Well, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't work it out because we, we saw JJ is not truthful with his feelings, is he? So no. in his wedding with Bianca and stuff, straight away, he wasn't into it. So he was saying to the camera one thing and then saying to uh, saying to Bianca something else. And I, I just feel like we might be getting a little bit of that same thing again, only he's not saying it to the camera this time. You know, maybe because producer fingerprints all over that. But it's something definitely off there, I think. Uh, you know, he, he'd said... Basically, you know, when when he's for someone, he's he's kind of all in, and then he, so to speak, and he clearly hasn't been. <laughs> now, you know, his friend said, you know, you're exactly his type and stuff. So, you know, that was good to uh, to kind of validate her, you know, to to steal Erica's words. Um, but yeah, it just seems a little bit strange because they'd apparently, Chris, were supposed to drink the Kool-Aid and believe that, well, okay, they went out of the experiment and they were dating out of the experiment because it went so damn well. They're back in the experiment now, despite the fact there didn't seem to be much time lapse at all. So all just a bit weird, really, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, Dave. Let's see. I just think Ella, Ella's uh, heart's going to be broken because I'm with you. I think JJ's... Uh being a little bit deceptive at the moment. Anyway, let's see. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to think you soon because we're getting towards the end of the show. But yeah, thanks for pulling me up on that one. So I forgot that, about that one. But anyway, Dave, I digress. It's the end of the week, another week of maths to come up. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. It's absolute nonsense, but I've really been getting into this series because it's just frustrating me more than anything. But one, because it's so bleeding fake at times. But two, that's what we're here for, Dave. <laughs> Reality TV, fucking nonsense. Oh, and, I, and the, by the way, Dave, I have a show before I go. I have a show that I got asked as a lover of Las Vegas, Dave. Now, I think we may have to cover this one, and it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I got asked if I would like to be on a TV show because it, it, on the Las Vegas groups I'm on in the UK and various ones and that, uh, there was an email came through via a Facebook post that, would you like to start a reality TV show in Las Vegas? So Chris being Chris... <laughs> Slipped him an email, showed him my YouTube channel when I got to Vegas, how much I love at Vegas, bit of a spiel, you know, I've got my tattoo and all this, Dave, just throwing a load of bullshit, thinking that I could possibly be the next reality star, the UK's version of Kim Kardashian, Dave. That could be me. And when the guy actually spoke to me from the production company, he basically wanted people who were staying in Las Vegas on holiday to appear as extras. Oh, free. you told me about oh, this. And I said, I told oh, about this. So, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. 
Sorry, God. No, sorry, I just dropped my phone. Um, yeah, oh. you told me about this, and I said it's a fucking one hundred percent nailed on scam. <laughs> yeah, well, Dave, the TV show in question did. I, I was like, well, you can fuck off. I am not doing this show. But however, when I found out what the show was, Dave, it was basically you were a background artist or customer, Dave, in a strip club in Las Vegas, and the guy said to me. You can even bring your wife and daughter along if you want to be in there. Of course I do, yeah. So this new show, Dave, is called Strip, right? It's on Paramount+. Plus. Let's just say that the Love Island Australia first episode, they were scantily clad, Dave. These are even more scantily clad, and it, it covers the lives of these strippers in Las Vegas, my favourite show. I'm just throwing it out there, Dave, that it may be one we may need to look at down the line, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch the first episode with Samantha, of course, for research purposes for the podcast, my friend, this week. Well, I'll tell you what. So it's already out, is it, or is it coming out? It's it's out now, I think, eight episodes. Well, purely for research purposes, Chris, I feel <laughs> compelled to watch it as well. So let's let's watch the first episode, and then let's, let's do it as a Patreon uh, episode. We'll give our thoughts on it. Yes, let's see where we go on that day. But I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, no, that's <laughs> it's a yes from you, Dave. So uh, let's just do it for research purposes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Well, that was great. Thanks ever so much to our listeners out there. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye.